Good morning, sweet world. How are you feeling and how are you breathing? I sit here in front of you as the sun shines through my window onto me and onto my products. And I know we all need a little bit of sunshine right now, so I hope you're finding it wherever you are. Today's episode is going to be really, really interesting and fun. But before I go into it, I really want to take this moment to thank you with every fiber in me. Thank you for showering me in endless supplies of excitement, of love, of support. You know, only two episodes in and I just feel so loved and excited and man, everyone is just so kind and just really knows how to make me feel appreciated for for this, for everything I do. And I think as humans, all we want in life is to express ourselves freely with no judgment making it a safe space and that's how I feel right now talking in front of this microphone so thank you you know a friend of mine told me she fell asleep uh, to my podcast and I was so emotional when she said that because to me sleep is such a such an intimate experience and you know being in her speakers before she heads off to dreamland is something so special and precious to me and it just made me so emotional and happy so Thank you. And with that being said that I have you here, this episode is going to be really fun because it's all about education, but not skincare education just yet. We're actually going into my education journey from high school through being on the same floor as Anna Wintour at Condé Nast to how I ended up becoming an esthetician. So I'm going to split it into two topics and part one will be my how because I think it's so important to shed light on different aspects of how I got to be where I am and then part two will encompass aesthetic school materials covered and my overall opinions on it because it's a whole other world in itself so yeah let's go into it I'm so excited I do want to start this off um, and acknowledge that not everyone has the privilege to decide what they want to do with their education, let alone go to school due to different circumstances. And I think it's really important to respect and acknowledge that. And it's easy to make assumptions about people's career choices, education journeys. So I just want to emphasize and, you know, state that we never know what happens behind closed doors. So respecting someone's path, whether it's education or something else, is just important and You know, education comes from way more than just a school system, and I can't stress that enough. So may we continue to celebrate each other's paths and allow each other to coexist together. So as I respect everyone's education choices, this is mine, and I want to celebrate it. And just know that no one's path is the same, so I'll cut straight to it that school wasn't and isn't my thing. I don't think it's school itself, but more so the education system that sort of freaks me out. And in my opinion, it's very structured. It always made me feel like I was in some sort of a box. Not always, but most of the time. I would always crave and yearn for what was outside of that box, for what's to come for Desi Doll. High school for me was very fun, but my soul and creative energy would always burst to get out of there. I remember whenever Drake or The Weeknd would release an album, I'd go to Walmart at 8 a.m. before school started and I would wait outside to get it and bring it back to school with me. And I just remember standing outside of Walmart in a line. And for some reason, every time I went there for a release of a CD, there seemed to be a release of another, you know, game or something. And I'd always feel like I'm waiting in line for some sort of like general admission concert spot. And it would always bring me so much joy knowing I had that album first thing in the morning and I'd be able to listen to it right when I got back at home. You know, there was always something so special to me about physical CDs. I could go on about this for so long, but I'm supposed to be talking about my education here. (laughs) 
But that was a big part of it, so that's why I'm, I'm bringing it up. I would hold on to that Drake CD like it was my agenda. <laughs> I would hold it with so much pride. And, you know, for me, school was about community. It was about music, learning through other people more than course material. It wasn't about failing history class almost twice and being bummed out about it. It was about failing it and knowing it didn't define my worth. It was about being excited for English class to speak to one of the coolest teachers who'd always hear me out and teach me the most special lessons that I still hold close to my heart to this day. You know, I'd always love sitting with my friends in our art classes, talking at assemblies, or even walking in our after-school fashion shows. If I find videos of those, I would have to post them because it's just, it was such a moment. It was, it was an era. It was an era. <laughs> Moving on not wanting to follow whatever quote-unquote traditional path was or is, I went to college after high school. I studied studio arts, which encompassed journalism, creative writing, and multimedia. It was great. It was a really good time, and I'll say two and a half years of college was filled with fun and lots of growth. So much happened within those years and shaped and shifted my perspective on so many things, and I'll forever keep those moments in my heart. After graduating, though, things felt a little weird, and I never questioned myself but I didn't want to go on to another education system that was university. I didn't care to. I was and still am so adamant on the fact that school doesn't define someone's worth or how much they know. And I feel like I've said that multiple times, but I just can't stress it enough. Your soul makes you who you are as a person. And we're all here for a different reason. So just know that you are loved and appreciated no matter where you are in life. I had been working different jobs since I was 16 throughout my schooling years, but I always seemed to shift my focus on the outside world with Desi Doll. So I decided it was time to take a break. And during that year after graduating college, I weighed many different options, but continuously was focusing on my vision of what I kind of wanted my life to look like, you know, without pressuring that vision. While I was working, though, I did come across a really cool ad that Parsons New York and Teen Vogue joined forces to create a program called Fashion Industry Essentials. As someone who was incredibly enamored by fashion deeply at the time, I looked into it and I applied. I figured it'd be worth the money and, hey, if I could study at home, I'd be able to build a safe space and learn within my own means. After graduating the program, which was so incredibly awesome, I ended up getting an invitation to Teen Vogue, which it still feels like such a dream seeing that. And Teen Vogue is located in New York, but it's located in Condé Nast, which is the epitome of a whole industry that has changed everything for so many people. And it was a dream of mine to go. And I always said that one day I will step foot in that building. And it was about to happen for me. So I flew to New York. And New York at that point had already felt like my second home since I traveled there so often. And I just felt a sense of empowerment this time, specifically knowing that it was a moment that once felt so untouchable, but it was everything I wanted. I think stepping into Condé Nast was one of the most thrilling moments of my life. And <laughs> meeting everyone at Teen Vogue, being in the same vicinity as Anna Wintour. You know, I'll never forget hugging Elaine Welteroth, who was the past editor-in-chief. Pinching myself to just when I hugged her, it felt so real. And hearing what she had to say, advice she had to give, words of wisdom... Meeting Philip Picardi was really awesome, too. Everyone was great. And, you know, what was so special to me as well were the friends, memories, and lessons I took from that whole trip. Coming back home, I felt this rush of power, rush of excitement to embark on my career. And for a while, I really did believe I was going to be at Teen Vogue as a creative editor or journalist. 
hoping for the beauty section, of course, as I was really getting into skincare at the time. Well, now that we know I'm not at Teen Vogue, I'll tell you what happens next. After coming home from that trip, I don't know why I did this, but I had applied to university. I say I did it for fun, but I think I was scared. I think it was a security blanket thing, and if anyone knew, I knew that everything would work itself out without going to university, and the thought of going back to school truly made me sick to my stomach. I had just experienced a dream vision of what life would be like outside of it, so why would I want to go back into it? I had applied to one of the most competitive journalism programs in Canada with creativity in the front of my mind over any sort of political thing when it came to journalism. Laughing out loud to that, the day I got a letter in the mail thinking it was going to be my acceptance letter, it was my rejection letter. And when I got it, I wasn't angry. I wasn't sad either. I was just confused. And was it because I didn't want it to be political and I just wanted it to be creative? Was it because I was frustrated that everything had to be political and intense when it came to journalism? I wanted to break that notion and prove that there's no such thing as one focus within one career path and wouldn't it be a disservice to us as humans not to pursue multiple passions? You know, at this point, I don't know what was going on in my head, but I, for some reason, wanted to get accepted into a program. I don't know what for. So my ass decided to apply to liberal arts. And if you're laughing, you should have seen me. I mean, liberal arts, like me. No. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I went to do my entry exam during the hot summer months of Montreal. And the second I left that exam room, I revoked my application and said, see ya. And I got in, actually. Or did I revoked it either that day or the day or right when I found out I got in. I, I really just knew it wasn't going to happen for me. I knew this isn't what I wanted. And who would have thought those two words would lead me to go to South Korea for one of the coolest opportunities ever, living and breathing one of the things I longed for and yearned for the most. But I also think everything happens for a reason and is meant to be, so regardless, I'm sitting here with you talking, aren't I? I think timing is a very, very weird and interesting concept, but man, was that timing so ideal. So during this time, I had still been into skincare and I was slowly discovering K-beauty. I came across a book called The Little Book of Skincare that was written by Charlotte Cho, who is now my beautiful friend. And that initially inspired me to go study in aesthetics. I wanted to bind multiple passions of mine into one, which eventually led me to creating skin poetry, which we'll get into in another episode. I want to take this moment to recognize Charlotte for her passion into aesthetics, being an esthetician herself, and birthing Soko Glam and Then I Met You, for constantly supporting my path and journey since I met her. So Charlotte, I thank you for everything. So at this point, since I didn't go to university, I took that year off to reflect, but really nurture Desi. Something in me just knew I had to go study into aesthetics, so I went. I signed up and I was so eager. I didn't do it initially to become an esthetician, surprisingly, but more so to educate myself. I figured I'd rather study something that I want to learn more about and, you know, educate others through a platform that I can combine my love for writing with. So POV, we are in skincare school now. And let's face it, did you really think I wanted to be in a classroom again? Absolutely not. Um, I didn't want to make this hard for me, and I knew I had to switch my mindset. Honestly, getting distracted by skincare tools and high-frequency devices seemed much more enticing than being distracted by yellow brick walls. 
And I wanted to make it different this time. This wasn't going to be school for me. This was going to be love, passion, my heart. So just at the end of aesthetic school, I got a phone call that quite frankly changed everything for me. One of the biggest opportunities, something I wrote and wanted on paper, something I craved and yearned for was presented in front of me and I just knew it was going to change my life. I worked really hard for it and I knew it was going to be possible. But I was being flown to Seoul, South Korea to work on one of the coolest projects. Not for studio arts, not for liberal arts or journalism, but for the one thing my heart truly yearned for, which was skincare. I remember crying in class, sharing it to my fellow esthetician friends and sensing the outpour of love. I remember the first day we were in class, we all introduced ourselves and my beautiful educator, who I will always look up to, asked us why we were all here or there. I think everyone was shocked that I didn't say I was there to become an esthetician, but man, do things change. And to spoil every part of it, every single second of studying in aesthetics was worth it. If I can say one thing, it is unfortunate that most big corporations look for a degree on paper, but I truly think experience in life is so necessary to build on your career. And in this case, yes, I say aesthetic school was not only worth it, but it is very necessary to build trust with not only my audience, but my clients. And I'll definitely cover that aspect in part two. As I sit here at 22 years old, I sit with a full heart and a happy heart, sleeping well at night, knowing that no matter what age, the world is mine and the world is yours. One thing I will forever stand by is that everyone has gone through different life experiences. So this is just a gentle reminder to never doubt yourself if you're younger than someone and to never look down on someone if you're older than them. I think youth specifically takes a really big hit when it comes to credibility because there, there's this notion that, you know, we've had to have lived these crazy big life experiences, whatever that even means, in order to have knowledge or be credible for certain things. And I think that no matter what age, we need to continuously emphasize the fact that learning from each other is more important than a number. So whether you're talking to someone that's five years older than you or five years younger than you, 30 years older or 30 years younger, give credit because we all are here and we all have our place in the world for a reason. And it's so special that we can all coexist and share those experiences together. So much has happened in these last three years. And I think, you know, quitting one of my cooler retail jobs a couple of years ago and pursuing creative writing and aesthetics full time completely fueled me in a different way than I would have ever expected. And with many challenges, cries of happiness, but also very difficult times came rebirth. Rebirth of different visions, perspectives and connections to the universe that brings me in, brings me in front of you here today. And I look forward to discussing aesthetic school in part two. And if you have any questions until then, please feel free to send me a DM or anything over on Desi Doll. And until then, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me, hear me out, hear my story. I would love to hear your guys' experience on schooling and whatnot and, you know, make this a fun and open conversation. So until then, I'm sending you lots of hugs, sunshine, and I love you.